Welcome to Between Two Barrels Podcast, live from Legend Studios. Between Two Barrels is a weekly podcast highlighting some of the legends across the state of Tennessee. From Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee Wildman, from our head distiller to our legendary products and employees. This podcast will discuss spirits of all kinds here in Tennessee Legend Distillery. From country stars and cryptids to everything in between, we will talk about the life in a Tennessee distillery. What's up, Legends, and welcome back to another episode of Between Two Barrels Podcast. I am your host, Opie, and joined by the co-host, the managerial of managerials, Below. What's up, B? Greetings, Legends. How's everyone doing out there today? Opie, how you doing? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. It is a glorious October day. The leaves are beautiful. We're yes. in the last stretch of what we call here color change time spooky season spooky season the leaf lookers are are out and about it's a great area especially kate's cove mount leconte great areas to anything in the higher elevation and getting down here into the the valley is definitely very very colorful right now um it hasn't completely turned to the brown Mm. just mucky dead time just yet it's 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 getting there but like you say we definitely still have plenty of, of great coloration including mm-hmm. a, a little bit of green still mixed in there and not from the evergreens uh some of the oaks are just now starting to change and get that red coloration mm-hmm. especially down here in the valley but yeah you're right up in the up in the elevations it's it's definitely full when on you walk color out change. on our front porch uh you get this clear shot of english mountain okay every morning i'll, I'll walk out I'm just like, ah, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. Right. It's getting prettier and prettier. And then I take that back road, Douglas Dam, to get to work. Just a beautiful drive at this time of year. It is. And, and recently going out to Nashville and getting up on the plateau uh, and being able to experience some of that going out into Middle Tennessee. Same type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a beautiful drive. Of course, no no trip out to our, our Middle Tennessee locations would be uh, complete without a stop at Bucky's. Oh, had to make sure and stock yeah. up on some of the stuff from there. Yeah, uh, shameless, uh, un unsolicited, unsolicited plug for them. Plug. Uh, but if y'all do want to, you know, help us out a little bit, we Get wouldn't be opposed to yeah. it. <laughs> uh, especially since we do have one of those now here in yeah. Sevierville at the four oh seven, which is expanding yes. greatly, greatly, quickly. Uh, yes, and very quickly, uh, anticipating quite a few new things in mm-hmm. the future. And speaking of new things, we are a very short one week away mm-hmm. at this point 
from releasing our final release or new product release for the 2023 season and that is another uh, licensed product mm-hmm. with anthem spirits and we are looking to have head of anthem spirits paul francis coming in at some point in time here before we do have that major release on halloween day here at tennessee legend distillery as well as through mail order distribution mm-hmm. itself if you've looked or been following our socials you probably saw uh, a really good hint as to what it is going to be yes yeah, if you don't strong with the hint yeah if you don't <laughs> if you don't get it from from that alone uh you'll you'll know what the the actual um partnership is or or what the the licensed item is going to be but the actual like flavor of this product or what type of spirit it Mm -hmm. is um has definitely not been hinted at in any capacity Mm -hmm. uh but you do know (laughs) what the 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 license is the licensing for that is so yeah definitely excited about this one first hint i've ever seen on anything i know i was like man we're starting strong i was like i would never give a hint like that going straight Uh, out with it for sure because most most fans of this era uh and this movie would immediately be like oh got it know exactly what it is just by that just by that image but i am happy to let you know that we should actually have that in stores here in severeville Mm -hmm. uh, by the end of this week and once it is here we will probably go ahead and start sampling it and more than likely start selling it but of course our other locations won't have it until probably monday next week uh just due to getting shipments and deliveries and stuff out to the different locations Um, yeah on yes on all hallows eve eve uh, we should have that available in all four locations. Uh, and then, of course, the official launch will be Halloween, All Hallows Eve. Very excited. October Very the excited. 31st. Very excited. It's do October not light any black flame candles, yes, <laughs> whatever please. you do. Uh, this this October has just flown by, man. It has. It has. And, and I'm hoping that this last week is a very busy week for us in terms of sales. Uh, just because it seems like it's slacked off compared to... Um, but maybe it's a situation where this is going to be a little bit of a down year in mm-hmm. general just because there are so many other travel options that have become available post-COVID to this point. People mm-hmm. don't really think about it, um, but there still were a lot of restrictions and limitations. Yeah. Uh, and people still recovering financially oh, um, yeah. from hardships that were brought on by COVID and mm-hmm. what happened during 2020. So we haven't seen as much business to the area. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully that changes here in the near future with, of course, the other attractions that are coming into mm-hmm. uh, the Smokies. And as you said, 407 Gateway to the Smokies in and of itself is going to be a very large uh, undertaking and, yeah. and expansion to what would be the, the Great Smoky Mountains area. So Absolutely. And speaking of attractions, uh, one of the attractions we are very known for in this area the theater world and if you listen to our last episode we spoke about the spirits of the stage and we highlighted three very commonly haunted areas in west tennessee middle tennessee and east tennessee highlighting three specific theaters and telling a little bit of like our local theater haunts Mm -hmm. that we have experienced ourselves this episode, though, we're going to talk about the energies and the hauntings of battlefields. 
yes. another thing that Tennessee is known heavily for. Very much so. And and any of the ones that we actually speak about today, save one, mm. um, is going to be as a result of the Civil War. Yes. Uh, the American Civil War. And Tennessee in and of itself, and something that we were talking about before we started getting mm-hmm. into this uh, episode, is the fact of Tennessee's placement on the map and how much involvement, how much travel had to go through the state of Tennessee, whether north and south or east and west, Mm -hmm. to be able to access some of the other states as part of the American Civil War, and how many skirmishes and full-on battles took place in the state of Tennessee. And then, of course, in in other wars, you know, people from the state of Tennessee, and we're going to highlight this... Mm -hmm. um, We've already talked about one of these sites uh, yes. in, in detail uh, and highlighted specifically um, um, Davy Crockett mm-hmm. in this situation. Um, but in one of the battle sites, and one of the more haunted battle sites being the Alamo. Um, not to, to fully get into that too quickly, but to jump back to the, the energies and the fact that typically the type of energies that are found in the theaters are that mm. of of a positive ilk. Usually yes. it's a, a playful type of spirit, or while some people may perceive it as, as a negative or, or being mean, typically mm. that's not the case. Usually usually your your theater spirits are, are happy and playful. Yeah. Uh, there can be positive. some yeah, vindictive spirits yeah. like, you know, someone didn't get a role and they carried that you know <laughs> that energy with them or whatever beyond the beyond the grave but like i said overall it's it's a more positive and happy experience yeah. battlefields on the other hand not so positive not so positive and and my my main question going into looking into some of these things and something that i would try to 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 think about while doing some research on these different things and in some readings is does the positive energy outweigh negative energy in longevity of an energy in a specific place? That's a good question. If you follow some lore from the show Supernatural, positive energy doesn't last long because they eventually pass they like see the light or they're taken or whatever those vengeful spirits those negative energies while while more powerful in the moment start to decay and over time you know i've always said that uh made the joke that evil lives too long on this planet you know like it seems that great people and and really positive people in life tend to die young only the good die young right you know the, as the song says and it seems that people who aren't so good tend to live to their 90s and <laughs> and, and 80s and, and 90s and, and 100 years old and, and uh, slight get, parallel yeah. to interject real quick um, wife and I were having a, a enthralling conversation last night as far as um, politics how usually mm-hmm. 20 or 30 years you always wind up seeing an advancement in politics mm-hmm. And that's just because new people were taking positions around the age of 35. Mm-hmm. So the newer generations were coming in, 
and something else that was happening up until here recently is the advancements in medicine were not keeping people alive oh, as true. long and then also maybe some of these people have developed a little bit more evilness to them in the corruption that mm-hmm. comes with power as far as uh, what politics has become and yep. their emperor Palpatines that will yes. not go away it will not go away I mean, as they say, power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. Right. So, and I think that that's what you see in a lot of politics around the planet. But it comes back to energy, and energy and a negative energy has, seems to have a longer lasting effect than a positive Mm -hmm. energy does. Sadly. Which, yes, is very sad, and I guess just because the strength of it, like Mm -hmm. whenever you have a positive energy... If you also think about, you, you mentioned the strength of it, the strength of a moment, the strength of a death in positive, like passed in their sleep, is nowhere near the strength of a death of being decapitated by a cannonball. Right. Or shot with a musket and slowly dying, angry and sad and alone. Right. So that strength of death is what impacts the strength of haunt. And it's crazy how it and then parallels. Just to go ahead and get into that mindset, into that mentality, when talking about the fact that battleground hauntings mm. are so much more frequent and so much more vivid mm. than what you experience in a theater haunting. Mm-hmm. Theater haunting can be. At most, you will see some some light apparitions, yeah. things like that, corner of eye thing. Yeah. But it's mostly audibles, uh, uh, disembodied voices, uh, maybe some something movement of something yeah. like that, things yeah. like that. But in looking into battlefield, I mean, you hear full on battles, repetitive gunfire. Yeah, a lot of resi- battles, a lot of residual residual energy of these things taking place just because there was so much of that energy gathered in one spot and it was more of that negative energy because it being the American Civil War, you had literally families fighting against each other during this because of of family views even within just a family unit, which brings so much more strength of negative energy because a blood feud like you you hear this in like you know truth and literature and all that like family feuds go so deep and so negative because of you know it just means more like you know if you're fighting your your friend who disagrees with you uh that's a water feud right but a blood feud the negative energy that's that's already drawn from like I've been betrayed by my own brother, right? My own uncle, my own father is fight, fight trying to fight against me and hinder me, right? And then on the on the flip side, my own son is is fighting against yeah. me, doesn't agree with me, he's disrespecting me. He's, that already negatively charged. You die with that in your heart, right? With that in your spirit, even stronger than normal deaths. Absolutely. And then with as, and getting into our first location being Mm -hmm. the Alamo, and knowing how strong-willed someone like Davy Crockett was, Mm -hmm. especially in his political stances, and the fact that he was basically sold into servitude, sold into slavery, 
not once but twice by his, his own, own father, father. I could only imagine what type of, of energy could still be reminiscent. Oh, he, I'm sure he carried that. You know what I mean? His whole life. That treachery. That yeah. betrayal. He carried that his whole life. And then died protecting the sacrifice that Crockett made is, is you know, that sacrifice that so many soldiers these days make and a lot of volunteers, hence why we have the, the name of our state, protecting something that's not yours. You, know, like yeah. you could have mind your own business and stayed home, but so many people died protecting something that wasn't theirs. It was no. just something they believed in. The ideology. The, the ideology, ideology yeah. And that's one of those things in itself that can make some people very dangerous because if you can get people to follow your same ideology, mm-hmm. then, <laughs> I mean, I hate to keep alluding back to politics, but I mean, the mm-hmm. same type of stuff winds up coming back to it. And <laughs> not to, to go to a comedic route, but it's sort of a little bit of a defense mechanism as it is for a lot of people. Uh, but I'm reminded of, of many of an old comedian's mm-hmm. joke about politics. Poly being Latin for the word many and ticks being a blood blood sucking parasite. Um, just because it's it's it seems to be all for personal gain and not for yeah. the people and as long as there's division created then there's control. If there's no division there's no control. Mm-hmm. So as as long as division keeps being created, you uh, if you put a thousand black ants and a thousand red ants in a jar, they won't do anything to each other. Right. But if you shake up the jar, yeah, and agitate them, they'll start killing each other. Yeah. Because uh, acted upon by an outside influence. Mm-hmm. But getting back into the battles, and specifically the the spirits that would be surrounding if that were the case and he did carry that type of energy it's it's easy to see where a a haunting of a place could last that long and at one point in time could potentially have been an intelligent haunting mm-hmm. or a conscience conscious haunting but eventually have faded into just a the residual, the just the repeating, the the cyclic haunting. Mm-hmm. If that even in itself is possible, because I don't know if that is possible, because of course we still don't know. There's so much we still yet know or have come to know about this type of stuff. It's not necessarily a pseudoscience, but it's not a full fledged fully it, yeah. like I say it's, it's just still not not fully understood and with saying that you're going to have all types of energies being just the fact that you had Americans you had Hispanics you had Creole you had the French and everybody you know from in what that area would be going to Tejas mm-hmm. so I mean you're going to have different religious beliefs affecting how people would be in in what their afterlife experience would be and again just going back to the fact that that there's that negative bred energy because of the traumatic experiences and making it last you know just that much longer is is astounding there's an article here that says that some of the first spiritual sightings uh, of the 
Alamo date back to not long after the battle. So they were immediately starting to like, see... There are some old journals and stuff of just a few years after the battle, specters, as they called them, being seen still defending the Alamo. Wow. So, I mean, a situation where the energy is so fresh that someone just trying to go check up on the building or whatever, making sure it's not been vandalized or anything like that at that point, and you've got a, a spectral apparition mm-hmm. is sitting there coming at you with a, a long rifle, a squirrel rifle, and a coonskin cap. Yeah. There's a, a Mexican soldier that's seen frantic in what the do I do? battle. Yeah. There's a little boy scene, even though all the children were evacuated. Right. It is believed that, like, this little boy was... His energy and his spirit was so afraid at the time that, like, even though he died somewhere else, it came straight back to the Alamo. That kind of memory. So, so in mentioning that, that's something else that kind of sparks the, the, the wheels to turning some more. Is it a situation where something that happens in that moment, basically like you take a an energy photograph yeah, or an energy video? I mean, I know video motion you, picture wouldn't have been a thing at that point in time. If you to something uh, modern, it's like a, a save point. It's like your, your spirit treats this big emotional area as like your safe point as so a, when as you a die, safe point on your journey returns to that that safe point um, that's a that's a great illusion yeah not illusion illusion, illusion. <laughs> yeah if you're not familiar look it up in the dictionary yes. <laughs> um, or just say hey siri or hey google or yeah. hey whatever yeah when i was a kid a l l jeeves yeah <laughs> most of and, and i can't attest to this i've been to the alamo twice now in my life um I can attest to one thing. There is this general feeling when you're inside of just melancholy. I can't a thousand percent say that's the spirit energy right. of the Alamo or it's just the mem- what this is. But the other thing well, that I didn't experience but a lot of people claim is like phantom footsteps of people walking alongside you. Right, almost in getting tour. into a marching. Yeah, like just like oh, there's a this feeling of there's a, a, a garrison a of, of, people. of troops yeah, that are moving people. along. Yeah. We need to get in line. But I can't imagine um, being in that and it not looking back at that save point mentality of it doesn't matter what you go, even if you survive the Alamo. Uh, and you may go on to live uh, a peaceful life like these kids might have grown up lived a normal life like unbeknownst to you but in the aural realm yeah. or the spectral realm you'll never escape that was part of your you life you just it, it was like you go to these fun houses and they have the, the green wall or whatever and the thing flashes yes and your shadow your imprint is left there on the wall until the next time mm-hmm. something happens and it's different that's pretty much what stayed there eventually yeah. it fades away in time but it's mm-hmm. left there for quite a period of time if if in the spectral in the aural world that's mm-hmm. kind of what's happening and that energy just in that flash in that instant is like and and a a portion of what your life energy is 
because it is such a traumatic experience not saying that it shortens your life or anything like mm-hmm. that but Stay but safe. just a a captured snapshot of that energy just stays in that particular place at that time like oh you see fires in the distance you hear gunshots ringing out you you know get the kids out of here this kid just in the middle of the street while all this stuff is going on just maybe a mile down the road or whatever and and then some person randomly comes and and like snatches you up you see like explosions and big fireballs and all this other stuff and it's just getting closer and closer and closer and like I said, this person just runs by and snatches you up. And that instant, that's whenever that, you know, that snap just happens and all that energy just like stays there. And that's what that recurring thing is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it also, at least for me anyway, begs me to think how much energy a particular person carries mm. at any given point in time. Like, I know that science has said, oh, you have this much wattage or this much whatever that's running through you at any given point in time. But this aural energy, this spectral energy, that's something that has not really been able to be monitored or mm-hmm. or recorded in that capacity at any point in time. So, who's, you know, just some other food for, <laughs> food yeah. for thought, uh, uh, if you will. Looking to satisfy your sweet tooth while visiting the Smoky Mountains? Check out Adina's Sweet Shop, a treasure cottage of baked goods nestled in the heart of the Smokies in Gatlinburg. They create the most delectable homemade cupcakes, chocolates, pastries, pies, and so much more, including over 20 flavors of the best ice cream you've ever had. And don't forget to check out their selection of boozy favorites as well. Locals and visitors alike have raved about Adina's desserts and once you've tried them, so will you. At Adina's Sweet Shop, there is truly something for everyone. Just minutes from Dollywood or the mountains, you can find them at 170 Glades Road in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, or online at adinasweetshop.com. And tell her you heard about them from Tennessee Legend Distillery. Moving on, that way we don't spend too much time on on a particular one, because, I mean, that's something that just any of these given topics can be spent Uh on. Uh, uh, hours on discussing one of the other ones that we wanted to mention and this one getting into of course um, the American Civil War and that is the Battle of Antietam uh, otherwise also known as the Battle of Sharpsburg of course taking place in um, in the southern United States it was between uh, Confederate General of course Robert E. Lee of Northern Virginia and U- Union uh, General George B. McClellan's Army of the Potomac near Sharpsburg, Maryland and Antietam Creek. Part of the Maryland campaign, it was a first field army level engagement in the Eastern Theater of the American Civil War to take place on Union soil. It remains the bloodiest day in American history with a combined tally of 22,727 dead, wounded, or missing and although the Union Army suffered heavier casualties than the Confederates, 
the battle was a major turning point in the Union's favor at that point in time. 22,727 people dead, wounded, or missing. If they weren't already dead, mm-hmm. then they wound up wounded, which medicine in that time, based off of injuries that were taken during that time, usually meant that you either suffered limb loss or you just died in pain and agony from said wound or from getting gangrene and then becoming feverish and everything else. So you either died quickly, died suffering, you either died quickly in a very suffering, you know, circumstance or a traumatic circumstance. Mm-hmm. You were wounded in a traumatic circumstance to then only continue to writhe around in misery, pain, and agony until you then wound up dying. And then the other thing is showing up as missing. And then the only thing I can think of as far as that is AWOL. Yeah. If someone decided to go AWOL, but then usually that wound up meaning treason, and treason mm-hmm. was... You were killed anyways. Yeah, was Hung from hanging. firing yeah. squad. Uh, so, death. I mean, yeah. it all resulted in some sort of horrendous death. The There's one of the prominent areas called Bloody Lane today, which is where, like, the meeting point of the battle happened. Uh, it's just like this little bottom-of-a-hill ditch... More than 5,000 Union Confederates lost their lives just on what's now called Bloody Lane. It's like a sunken round area at the bottom of a hill. Yeah, and you can imagine, I mean, say this is the size of a football field. Mm -hmm. Have you seen 5,000 people on a football field at one point in time? Look at one of the... It put into it this perspective. Whenever you have fans storming the field, that's usually about how many winds up on the field. Is Five to 7,000 people is how many wind up on the mm-hmm. field. That's an... In- <laughs> that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And that's out of 27 plus thousand. Wow. So you can't tell me that the energy, just in, in general, is is not there. And one of those places to where you can go and actually still hear full-on battles like yeah you're not going to hear a cannon at the same Mm -hmm. volume that it would have been at that point in time but at some point in time you're going to hear yeah uh some of them are like you can hear shouting battle shouts you know like talking to each other crowds um the sound of of hundreds of people running at once on on the ground and, and I'm all sure that it could is probably like even feel sounds. Yeah. Um, another area which probably is, sounds like thunder. Yeah, which is called Burnside's Bridge. Um, is where General Ambrose Burnside pushed the Confederate Army back, and there, any bodies that were dropped were just buried in the water and in the mud. Yeah, basically where they just fell. Unmarked graves. Yeah. Just. So, I mean, the fact of the matter is, with this, and the same can be said for Gettysburg, because it happened then, too. And Mm -hmm. I just went ahead and give away what number Mm -hmm. one was, as far as that's concerned. Yes, some of these wound up being pulled back up later. Mm -hmm. And and relocated, you know, 
posthumous to, to, to be able to give them a proper burial. But there's a lot of them unaccounted for that that did not happen for. Still there. That, that, yeah, that you could go down in any given riverbed throughout, you know, Tennessee, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Mm -hmm. Georgia, Alabama, anywhere, Mississippi, down along through the, the, the whole southeastern United States. And, and potentially find Confederate soldiers just a few feet below you in a, in a riverbed at any given point in time or a creek bed. One of the scariest discussed today is the St. Paul Episcopal Church in Sharpsburg, which was used as a Confederate hospital after the battle. Reports tell of screams of the injured and dying still coming from the building today. And that's something else in and of itself is the fact that you've got all these different buildings, all these different places as a result of the American Civil War that were used as impromptu hospitals, Mm -hmm. used as impromptu headquarters, used as all these different things in times and the moments of need and not even just the Civil War back as far as the American Revolutionary War. Uh, 1812, like, it it didn't matter. All these places were used as impromptu places for things that they couldn't get them to realistically in enough time frame to be able to do any kind of good, especially if it was someone injured or anything like that. So that's why you have so many, like, places that are haunted with... And again, this is residual civil war yes. or revolutionary war energy that has lasted so much longer because it is a negative interaction mm-hmm. or a negative connotation and just lending more evidence to the fact that it does seem like anything that... And maybe why battlefield energy doesn't have to be recharged, whereas theater energy has to get recharged yeah. for it to continue to be. And if, for whatever reason, you didn't have the shows for people to go to, then those spirits, those energies would just eventually die off because... Mm -hmm. And then who's to say that at some point in time, eventually in the future, that battlefield energy would just completely dissipate and and be gone. And you got to think that, you know, these kind of things, these kind of stories start stirring places like the Alamo and Antietam and moving on to, to Gettysburg are now tourist tourist attractions and attractions so now they have more energy you know, so there that, probably, that's where there they're probably hundreds of years where there wasn't a lot of energy after the battle because people wanted to stay away from I'm glad you bring your taking it into that context but, because but I didn't now, even think of it we flock to these places to take our pictures and vi- family videos and, and and all that stuff and, and get the postcards and oh I'm gonna try to stay the night and and the what was the makeshift hospital and so now that's new energy constantly just recycling. I had not looked at it in that aspect. And but you're that right. We you're keep right. Bringing to them. Um, so in a in a sense that theatrical energy, renewable energy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw something at you here real quick. Okay. Uh, another allusion. <laughs> Monsters Inc. Oh yeah, they run on screams. I mean, yeah, in the movie they find oh, positive energy is a better renewable source, and uh-huh. it can, at that time, 
but it I'm, I'm can only assume that if they were to go further with it could potentially use a storyline that while it is a more powerful energy at that time mm-hmm. it wears off it wears off so much quicker it decays so much quicker than the negative energy negative mm-hmm. energy is is very powerful but it has a long decay time mm-hmm. or is not as powerful in the moment but it has a long decay it sustains yeah a lot better uh, most of the sightings that people see here are people still in battle at Gettysburg yes um, going through their you know their routine a lot of residuals there's a lot of photographs where not fully bodied soldiers are caught within the moment of a picture mm-hmm. you might see a partial face and shoulder caught in your picture that's standing beside you that's clearly a soldier and not just uh, um, still photos but video mm-hmm. even there's a very popular video of uh, someone panning the part of the battlefield and like on the edge of the woods there's a couple of cannons there's and you see you see just this the soldier what appears yeah. to be going back and forth mm-hmm. like they're loading like the cannon loading the cannons yeah and that's something that's very easily seen like if you were to go just on a any search engine and type in Gettysburg ghosts or Getty, Gettysburg ghost sightings mm-hmm. or anything like that all of this stuff will come up and something else that, that could be a an energy bringer to this area is the number of reenactments mm-hmm. that happen in these different battle sites um, and not only that, especially with Gettysburg, I mean, back in the 90s, you had the movie that was filmed there. Yes. That, I mean, basically, it was, a, it was a long-running reenactment yeah. at that point where you had the... And you have at these times, I mean, people are firing the artillery cannons. I mean, they are firing the muskets. Mm-hmm. So every year, whenever they have these different reenactments and everything else, that's just energy that is... And even thinking of it in this aspect, whenever people are doing these reenactments, they are, it's theater. Yes. It's a form of theater, and they are living out the way that these people would have lived during that time, so they are carrying that same type of energy. Dare we look into the potential uh, uh, prospect of, of small battlefield possessions? You know, like if someone were to get carried away, air quotes, finger quotes, mm-hmm. if someone were to get carried away in a role as a particular, you know, uh, Confederate or Union soldier in, in striking someone with the butt of a gun to the midsection, putting a little bit more pepper on it than what they typically would and it being lost in the moment, but... Is potential it, honestly is it is you know it a, a, is a, a a paranormal entity yeah encouraging or you know playing out playing it out physically yeah one of the other ones that's really big and has a lot of is the Gettysburg Orphanage uh, this was originally a private home and after the Battle of Gettysburg was turned into the Gettysburg Orphanage which then Rosa J. Carmichael assumed headmistress, and it was known, well known, that she tortured 
some of these children. So this place is not only where people died in the battle, but torture of children went on afterwards in this building. If we do get to a point with technology to where we can visibly see this spectral or aural plane, what are we going to see around places like Gettysburg, like Antietam, like... Holocaust. Yeah. Going, I mean, just... Venture venture out of the United States. You go to... uh, any of these these I mean uh, let's let's say that everything operates on the the, the color spectrum of heat yes. let's say that that the the coldest of things is blue is blue and the, the warmest of things is going to be red and and correlate that with the most positive things are going to be on the red side where the most negative things are going to be on the blue side mm-hmm. and eventually I guess would we'll just turn into black yeah well <laughs> Like, do you just see in a distance, like, you just see this ominous, like, blackness or or blue in comparison? Like, you're looking at a city from off in the distance and you just see. I mean, like, if you're out here on, the, on, on 66 or whatever mm-hmm. and you're driving along and everything, if you're looking in that, that format, that, that predator mask, that, yeah. you know... You're gonna see everything as like the the well the predator went the opposite direction, didn't it? Yeah. No, it's the same. It's thermal, uh, but yeah, but the positive was blue, the negative was red. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, we'll go that way. So that way, most everything is is a mute color, a mm-hmm. blue or whatever, and then you see red as 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 actual like energy or whatnot. And the more red an energy is. Um, as far as going into like a crimson or blood or whatever, that means the more negative mm-hmm. in this case. As you're driving up into Gatlinburg and you come up to the the one hotel, I mean, do you like see all this blue stuff and then all of a sudden, boom, there's a spot of red. Or as you're walking around, everybody that's actually like a living, normal human being actually active living is blue outline you can see facial features and everything else you can see all this stuff but you don't see you know like if someone does have you know a gift of of reception to spiritual energies they may have a a greenish yellow Mm -hmm. that goes along with them but then you see something that is not of this particular plane Mm -hmm. does it start showing up as those orange yellow reds or yellow orange reds and then depending on how evil negative malevolent that is making it going into a darker red and eventually into a blood red or Mm -hmm. even black Mm -hmm. purple and black so to speak like what would a place like and just the ambient energy, like whatever that's radiating, like I mean, what would, would a place you go? Like Gettysburg look what like? would yeah? What would a place like Gettysburg mm-hmm. look like? What would a place like Antietam look like? What would the Alamo look like? What would what would New Orleans look like Oof. down in the the French Quarter? What would New York City look like on any given street? What <laughs> you know? What would Charleston, South Carolina look like? Savannah. Savannah, you know, yeah. any of these places that 
that have experienced any of these things, these mass negative atrocities, mm-hmm. or with it being, you know, the fact that almost anywhere that you went across the state of Tennessee, someone during the Civil War could have had something happen to them at any given point in time. Yeah what kind of stuff would you see but yeah i'm just curious into these concentrated areas like what would it be like i mean would it get to a point where in some of these areas you'd have to like flip the color scale just to be able to see differentiation Mm -hmm. between things because that that negative energy that surrounds a battlefield but then you've also got people living modern day that are a part of this so like how does that intermingle and then of course you know then if that were capability and that were an actual thing to be able to do uh how do those two interact like if you could see that like if you could see a person in the normal corporeal world Mm -hmm. interacting or bypassing or walking through something of the ethereal world like does does anything actually happen is there a transference of any kind of energy does something well, in the ethereal world a lot of the belief is that if that ever happens when that happens is the person who walks through the 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 spirit or the entity immediately their body temperature drops right so they would start picking up whatever essence they walked through but also their body temperature would cool down because, you know, cold spots. Right. One of the popular things is it's cold spots. Like if if right here we all had we had a regular temperature regulated, but like between us, without any warning, there's no vents, there's no nothing, just in one area there was just this cold rigidly cold floating area, only like two inches in diameter right but you go a little around it it's warm 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 but then right here yeah that's you know believed to be there's something standing there there's something standing between us um you also kind of think do they pick up some of our essence right and that's part of that shared energy is that why you feel drained when you've had an experience because they pick up uh, uh, take some of our energy because uh, you hear on, on some of these, energy vampires yeah, if you will you take, you take uh, uh, some of these shows that you watch some paranormal investigators will say use my energy right manifest yourself give us a sign use the energy for me if you need to you know so just this constant you've got to think that this constant transfer of energy it might explain why when you're in these areas you feel tired like if you've taken a tour of the alamo right you know it's 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 not multi-leveled it's just this one floor very small building it's not like walking around dollywood all day right it's like but you still feel like god i still feel it's smaller than your grocery store basically but i feel like i just walked a marathon yeah why because of the energy right because of these spirits that are still here that that's how they're being able to draw Mm -hmm. their energy to be able to continue existing even though it's not a conscious or a an intelligent haunt yeah it still needs to have energy to continue Mm -hmm. and 
the the residual energy that that was used to create the scenario has has probably since extinguished mm-hmm. to an extent but there is still a a small portion remaining enough to where there is is enough to be like or enough consciousness to it to mm-hmm. be like I need to re-energize and the way to re-energize is by pulling from any actual energy source like like the spirit energy would be the negative pole on the battery and we're the positive pole mm-hmm. so it has to equate Yeah, I think that really has lent a lot to the the idea and the the thought process behind Honestly, the yes, the positive energy that goes into theater mm-hmm. and the theater spirits and how they're able to survive potentially, but also using the same principal method for battlefield energy to do the same thing to uh, continue longevity. Yeah. But the battlefield energy isn't isn't as demanding on recharging just because it was a much more negative and traumatic experience and that in and of itself created i guess a a if we're going back to the the funhouse flash wall yes it it created a better image with the negative energy than it did with the positive energy so it's not needing to be recharged as quickly or as often just because it was such a much stronger imprint to begin with. Yeah. Well, we have a runner-up. Yes. That we are actually going to delve into in more detail in a yeah <laughs> coming up. So, so in doing some some research to to compile a little bit of the information for this episode, I started looking out just battlefield spirits or battlefield ghosts Mm -hmm. uh, ghosts of battlefields and of course if you don't condense your search to begin with you just leave it in that broad spectrum you're going to get stuff from all over the world just because you have had so many battles all over the world and Mm -hmm. battles that are more expansive and extensive than what even anything during the American Civil War or any battles honestly like all battles that have been fought on American soil pale in comparison to some of the things that have been fought in this world over time however the energy you know still remains from the american civil war whereas in other countries especially if you're looking back to say like the roman empire or british conquest or uh spartans and yeah stuff like that uh persians and spartans that that energy has long dissipated while there still may be some remnants of it the majority of it has has gone past but a lot of that stuff is is more concentrated of course in certain areas yeah but but with as fresh as this stuff is like i said um in in the u.s i was like okay well i need to go ahead and now pare it down to the u.s so in looking at that of course a majority of the stuff took place during the american civil war as far as the most haunted battle sites because it is one of the most freshest and Mm -hmm. that is one of the most commonly seen and commonly visited and stuff like that so our discussion and leading to the thought process of tourism visitation to these places is another way for them to continue to absorb Mm -hmm. uh, uh, energies and stuff like that 
when compiling this list, as you were uh, getting to, is that we decided to go with three, just because we did yeah. three for the other one. But yeah. the one that is in the number four spot, uh, the honorable mention, if you will, is Chickamauga uh, and Chattanooga. Which, of course, is Chattanooga, Southern mm-hmm. Tennessee, Southeastern Tennessee, and Northern Georgia. And there is a cryptid yeah. or entity or spirit or because it's depending on the accounts that you know people or experiences people have had it's been described as a creature and as a person yes so and we're referring to none other than old green eyes old green eyes we're going to be on the next episode of between two barrels doing a little bit deeper dive into the battle of chickamauga and into the legend of old green eyes i'm excited very I'm excited. uh and that also leaves um what would be later this week is mm-hmm. going to be that one and then we have one more a halloween special which is going Tuesday. to cover the most known probably the greatest legend of tennessee in terms of the supernatural yes and if if you can go ahead and and write us in Email us. Take a guess. TLDTube23 at gmail.com. Or you can go to uh, Instagram mm-hmm. and follow the newly monikered, mm-hmm. previously Legend Studios, now known as Studio 66. And the Facebook will soon to follow as soon as we're able to get that updated to the new Studio 66. And let us know on there. We would love to hear your answers as who you think or what you think the final topic for our Spooky October series is going to be. Absolutely. I'm very excited for both of those episodes. This has been a great one. Uh, it's, it's been really cool to kind of compare the energies of theater and battle fields and kind of how that also uh, allowed us to kind of expand on theories mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's the kind of thing that I love about science you can't expand on theories unless you have these conversations right that's how we further our knowledge on things is communicating is talking it all out yeah absolutely one thing i wanted to ask real quick before we finish this episode up are we at a milestone yet are we at is this between this and the cocky top podcast is this episode 35 um possibly we're at 34 or 35, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we're over 30 episodes. Yeah. For Studio 66, so. Trucking right along, Trucking right looking along. to hit 50 before you know it. Yeah. And we might actually do some kind of giveaway once yeah. we hit that 50th episode. So make sure that you are following us on the different social platforms. Don't forget, any point in time, you can email us at tldtube23 at gmail.com. We are always open to suggestions as far as formats of the show. We hope that you've been enjoying the newest format where we've been coming to you multiple times throughout the week and being able to give you some more insights on things that are happening here inside the distillery, not only in Sevier County, but at our locations Mm -hmm. in Nashville as well as Cookville. Speaking of, they do have at the Cookville location, if you are listening in that area, a Halloween party coming up very soon. So make sure that you go to the Tennessee Legend Distillery Cookville page on Facebook and on Instagram. You will be able to get some information about that party. They are doing a contest or a costume contest competition, if I'm not mistaken. 
and they're definitely going to have some great cocktails mm-hmm. out there at that event. So make sure you check that out. Go hang out with Daniel, Ling, Patrick, Trey, Darby, Cody, the entire gang out there in Cookville. I'm sure they'd be glad to have you out and have a drink with you as well. Guys, I believe that's going to wrap it up for this edition. Opie, you want to take us home? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Between Two Barrels podcast. Thank you for tuning in to all of our podcasts. Let us know what you think. Reach out to us. Come see us at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. And as always, cheers to you. Folks, once again, we'd like to thank you for joining us for another episode of Between Two Barrels. And if you aren't getting enough of that legendary content, make sure and head on over to TennesseeLegend.com where you can find links to all of our different locations as well as all of our different social media sites and our online swag shop. And until next time, stay legendary.